Well, it's new month already, November. Welcome to the game. All Saints Day, isn't it? Han Hang Sang Index Falls. Been going down for a while, but did we just see a bottom? Didn't I just see it, say that before, too? <laughs> a couple months ago? <laughs> new HSK test starting uh, in November. How much content do we really need? Because NaNoWriMo starts this month. Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. I'm Steven Sierski, folks. I hope you are doing well. Welcome to the new month. I uh, hope you guys have recovered from your Halloween bash, if you did anything. Uh, pretty peaceful around here, as I said yesterday. Another, uh, it was actually kind of a nice day today. Had blue skies once again, and not as much wind as yesterday. But as it is, we're already in the 11th month, and uh, we all know what that means here in China. Shopping, shopping, shopping. Yes, Double Eleven is coming up on November 11th. I think the uh, shopping deals have already started. I'm not sure. I do have a few things I'd be looking to get at. Actually, I'm looking to upgrade my microphones, of all things. <clears throat> I want to get... Uh, I was talking about... Did I mention this? I was going to get the DJI microphones. And I've actually decided to hold off on them because... In reading reviews about them, although reviews have been very good, the issue is that DJI is not a microphone company. So the only other uh, competitor I have sort of in mind is Rode. Rode makes microphones. They're all over the place. So as a expat, as a traveler, uh, as someone who kind of has the idea that he'll take his equipment uh, with him along the line, I kind of want stuff that people would be familiar with, right? Like GoPro is an example of that. Even the Zoom microphone that I use right now is an example of that. Um, but if you start getting into like the products that are only available in China, they do work great. But if you have a problem with them, can someone fix them? Can you get service on them? And how easy are they to replace? And are you going to get the same quality sort of thing? So, I mean, there's a little bit of a a question mark about that. Uh, but that being the case, the, the microphones I was looking at uh, to replace are actually the, 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 the Rode Go Wireless. The Rode Wireless Go 2 or whatever it is. It's one of the latest ones. Released after this uh, DJI microphone thing. And one of the only reasons I'd get these things. If you've listened to my big podcast, uh, the last couple of episodes, I had a few guests in my apartment, in my studio itself, uh, that uh, it the sound is okay. I was able to sort of finagle it, make it work, but it's all being record, recorded off this one microphone, and it, it it's not giving the same sort of studio sound that I'd sort of like and that you're probably used to, probably familiar with uh, in the podcasting genre. So I thought what I would do is get these microphone that clip on to the shirt uh, and that would that way it would give me better sort of control over uh, post-production, over uh, sounding and sort of I wouldn't have to boost the gain as much as well. Uh, so that's uh, one thing I was thinking about doing. It's just I know it's it's on my end. I hope you guys aren't having issues with the uh, the. Uh, audio quality. I haven't heard anything about it, but uh, then again, I'm not sure if people are listening for that. They're probably listening more for the content rather than for the uh, exact audio quality, as long as there's not like a, you know, 
sound going on, right, all the time. Anyway, if you have any issues with the audio, let me know. I'd, uh, I'd be interested just to uh, uh, hear what you guys are hearing, uh, making sure that um, you know it sounds good and that your ears are comfortable listening to those extended podcasts. Hang Sang Index. So for those of you who don't know what this is, because you, you don't follow stock markets, some people watch porn. I look at stock markets. I look at stock charts. <laughs> uh, Hang Sang Index is actually based out of Hong Kong, so it's the uh, the major uh, Hong Kong index. And this thing has been falling for a long time. Uh, so the mainland uh, equivalent is the Shenzhen Uh there's a innovate there's a innovator board innovation board there's a star market there's shenzhen uh there's shanghai as well so the shanghai uh stock exchange composite that's the big one based out of shanghai but there's also the shenzhen that's based closer down it's like the sort of the tech the mainland tech exchange uh whereas hong kong is much more international uh in its exposure and it's meant as a conduit for foreign investors to buy stocks that are listed that are that operate mostly in the mainland of China. Now this thing has been falling for the last oh, long time, <laughs> uh, and I do know back in the, in the summer was it August or yeah it was maybe September already. I was saying that there could be a bottom in, and there there was a, a bottom in in June. There was a bottom uh, for the North American markets and I guess Hong Kong kept on falling so they've uh, sort of experienced a little bit more of a fall I'm just looking at the futures now it looks like gold is actually up I'm going to take a look here at the uh, uh, S&P 500 just to mark this okay so what we just saw here in June there was a bottom in October September end of September and the middle of October there was also a bottom now this is what you would call a double or actually a triple bottom at this point. Now, why? Like, what? What's the big deal about this? If you take a look at a stock chart, S and P five hundred, probably the Dow Jones would be very similar to this. Uh, Nasdaq hundred, possibly. Uh, what you're going to see is that there's going to be this dip below. It's below thirty eight hundred. It it touches thirty six hundred on the S and P five hundred. Now, at the end of September. Uh, and, and from so from June to the middle of August, we saw this rally take place, uh, and then from middle of August until end of September, we see markets fall down again, and it popped beginning of October, and then fell into the middle of October. Sorry, I'm trying to stifle a sneeze here. Uh, there we go, and then all of a sudden in the middle of October, you see this massive candle down this ma massive leg this push down uh that happens and then it shoots back up now that is typically a long tail that's what we call it. it's typically a sort of a an indication of a reversal of sorts where the uh, sellers come in and what has sort of been said that is happening in this case is that there might be short sellers or people on the other side like going short the market so they're selling the market rather than buying it and they're being taken out uh, or the other thing that can happen here is that they put in all these bids and there's a bunch of buy bids at that point, right? So maybe people are waiting to buy and if it hits this level, they'll, they'll get into the market uh, or they'll sell. So either way, basically there's a whole bunch of bids that are available that are just sort of outstanding. And when you see that tail happen, uh, 
it's when someone like it's either the market makers who knows goes through basically they just fill everything that they can and that's where it causes this sort of the spike downwards and then this uh raising up of the uh the price afterwards so the 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 price of the uh index actually finishes up on that day because the the bids the bids up have been greater than the sells so hope that makes sense to you guys but when you see a long tail down like that typically you start seeing a reversal uh, of some sort going the other way likewise if it's on top if there's a huge tail or um, uh, on the top usually it reverses down to the other side so end of the uh, is it a bottom uh, i mean we're in november the uh what, what do you whatever you call those things in the united states that happens is the primaries uh so that's underway right now Ah, uh, good question. There are some people who track the presidential cycle when we're in year two of it right now, uh, and there is sort of a, a pretty good track record of what happens uh, with this. Uh, but I'll let you. I haven't looked this up, so I'll let you guys take a look at it. Uh, if I remember, I will uh, try to bring it up tomorrow again. How's that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the primaries are uh, in order, and uh, end of the year. It's usually a good time. Typically, and sometimes small caps will do very well uh, at this time of year as well. Anyway, I don't. I know a lot of people love hearing about stock market analysis. It's like porn for grown-ups, the other type of porn. I mean, people look at porn and then people look at stock charts. That's, I mean, because you can always say, well, the market's going to crash. Sure, it did. Did you buy any? Well, no, it's, it's still going to crash. Oh, <laughs> some people think the market's going to perennially crash. That's not just your colleagues. I mean, people go on TV and say it too. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't really watch the news very much anymore, to tell you the truth. It's just not worth it. Anyway, other news. HSK 7 to 9 starting November 12th is the first test. Uh, I don't, the, I think the registration deadline is this Saturday. I will not take this. This is actually a much higher level than I'm able to do. This is for people that are, if they're studying in a Chinese university, in Chinese, right? So if they're foreigners, uh, they're not from China, and they're attending university at some subject, like master's, like MBA or something like that, but they're at like Tsinghua University or Renmin University, where the classes are taught, and they're not in the international department, but they're actually in the uh, sort of the national school, then they're, they're all speaking Chinese. Uh, a level that, you know, would be kind of nice to attain at some point uh, that I've kind of lackadaisically been approaching. Uh, but uh, there's other, th I mean, I'm not a student, right? I'm on the other side of studenthood, basically. <laughs> I'm the teacher, sadly. It's uh, I'm supposed to know what's going on sometimes, at some points. Um, but uh, so this HSK 7 to 9, uh, what they do, they, they're doing one test and then they are, well, they based on your results, they'll put you into um, either band seven, eight, or nine. So this this new nine level basically maps to the uh, IELTS band descriptor. So there's there's zero to nine. I don't think there is a zero. Is there? It's one to nine for for speaking overall. No, I think overall. I can't remember if overall is zero to nine. Uh, anyway, one to nine, one, zero doesn't zero means you basically didn't show up. You you flubbed the exam. You you walked out of the exam is basically what happens if you get a zero. Um, but uh, one to nine and like uh, band nine being you know native naturalized speaker and there's a difference between being native and natural. 
in a native is someone who's born with a passport uh, from that country in an English-speaking country, recognized English-speaking country. Naturalized means that, I mean, you can be from, I don't know, Mauritius and live in Canada, uh, have a passport, and your accent, you can have a what would, what would be considered an accent, but you're Canadian, uh, and you can be a naturalized speaker. Now, your passport doesn't matter in the scoring. And in theory, in HSK, it doesn't either, even though, like, it's only meant for foreigners. Um, the, uh, the IELTS, I mean, doesn't base your, your grade on your, um, your passport. It bases on a commonly accepted pronunciation pattern, right? Uh, so band nine being uh, basically native or naturalized uh, English speaker. Um, same with, like, I guess, with nine here for the HSK, that's going to be your top level. But I'm, I'm not sure because... How many Chinese nationals could get a nine on the HSK test? Because this test is actually at, and they say that this HSK seven to nine test is actually geared towards those who are studying the language. So it almost means like most Chinese people would not be a band nine. They would not even be a band seven. They'd be like a band six or five, somewhere around there. Like, able to communicate but would they be able to do everything that this test is asking for two big changes for this test number one speaking component which has bumped up the fee so if if i were to take hsk5 it would be 550 renminbi but now they're adding another couple hundred renminbi onto that for the speaking component so that's number one number two there's a translation exercise. This gets me because I'm like, what other, is it the Russian test, the TORFL, uh, the TRLK the or whatever it is, uh, that uh, they require translation, I think. The problem with this translation <laughs> is that it can only be done into one of five languages. <laughs> well, what if you don't speak any of those languages? It's almost assuming that if you are any global citizen studying in China, you know one of these five languages. English, Japanese, I think it's Russian, Korean, Thai. Is there Vietnamese? Maybe it was six, I can't remember. Uh, but the, it's sort of all of the Gaokao languages, um, I believe. Like So whatever they have to study in school here, I think it's the same ones. Like, I can't remember exactly. Uh, but that's basically what it comes down to that... Uh, it doesn't sound like this this test really could be passed by a lot of uh, native speakers of um, of Chinese. To tell you the truth, it just doesn't make sense why the the you'd have to translate something like that. Uh, and how much do you have to translate? I didn't I didn't get this. I didn't. I'm looking for this article as I speak here. Uh, but uh, whether or not it's like a long passage or not, um, I, I can't really remember. The speaking one is just the it's the spoken test from before. So it's like a half hour test. And then it's added on to the end of the test itself. Uh, okay, so I got this, let's see, translation, part one, part two, translate or interpret different genres of materials in foreign languages into Chinese, such as expository uh, essays, narrative essays, arguments, etc. written and spoken. So oh, so there's two parts to the translation portion. There's written, um, two subjective, two questions, spoken is two subjective, uh, questions as well. Oral test, 24 minutes, parts one, two, and three. 
retailer express your own perspectives or opinions based on the given essays, including practical essays, narrative essays, and argumentative essays. So that's um, read and speak, answer questions, and express uh, perspectives and opinions. So that's 24 minutes. The translation is 41 minutes. Now keep in mind, this is bands 7 to 9. So this is very high level. This is like you're basically working within uh, the language itself, almost to the point that if you're taking this, you're, you're only taking it as a matter of formality uh, to get their certificate to sort of prove uh, proficiency. So I guess if you're if you hold a PhD or something and you want to teach at the university and they say, well, yeah, in order to teach at Tsinghua, you have to have, you know, band seven, at least in your Chinese or band eight in your Chinese. This is what they're going for, basically. I'm assuming that's what they're doing. So what am I going to do? HSK five. <laughs> uh, I am slowly coming to the terms that I might hire a teacher to take me through this Book, just because I'm finding it very difficult to uh, get myself motivated to do it. Um, and so the idea would be that I have one or two conversational teachers and then a textbook teacher that would drag me through this textbook, the, the 18 chapters, even though I've done a lot of it on my own. So uh, maybe if I got a teacher, I'd, I'd sort of just try to go as quickly as possible through it so I can get it done within like a a 10 course package sort of thing. That's sort of what I was thinking. Or you know what? Just give up. Just stop. I mean, honestly, Steve, really? Do you need it? Do you need the language? Speaking of which, I still haven't done my uh, uh, language vlog videos of my class notes, which is something I want to uh, get done rather shortly. All that being said, how much content do we need? So this is one of these things, these questions. I make. how much stuff are you listening to? Or watching these days how much stuff do you actually do you watch in totality do you listen in totality and how much do you remember and I know I started doing this podcast because uh, I got I got very wordy with my blog and I also I mean I'm not gonna lie who, who read blog who reads blogs anymore how often do you read a blog or a website I mean you read a news website or maybe you'd read a specialist website like I'd read uh, is it Healthline? Uh, and then like Runner's World or something like that. Like something where I do a Google search, but I want a specific answer to something. But typically it's going to be like Reddit or Quora. Um, I go to Twitter just to have a good laugh of what's going on sort of thing. Like uh, who's slinging shit today? Let's let's check Twitter. Uh, but uh, everything else, like it's it's news articles. So... But with podcasts, and even with podcasts, I only listen to two or three podcasts. That's it. Uh, which is why I hope that this podcast, being this smorgasbord of topics and stuff like that, is sort of branches out uh, and gives you guys something else to think about or fill your water cooler break time, stuff like that. I um, hope you are enjoying it. But I, I do, I mean, I hope it's not like, I hope it's not a waste of your time. <laughs> Hey, you want to kill time? Listen to Steve. You'll be asleep in no time. <laughs> to be fair, this audio blog I actually do post like yesterday. I uh, did the uh, reading of The Black Cat by Edgar Allan Poe. Um, I, it's something. And to be fair, I think I could have. I think I could have done a better job. I'm a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. But 
what it is what it is. It's done. Uh, I might revisit again uh, some other time. Uh, but uh, I do also a- append uh, different tracks to this podcast from time to time, whether it's like sound clips or uh, music clips. And that I don't hear being done anywhere else. And so if... Uh, if that makes this, if this, if it's the one thing that makes this podcast stand out, uh, other than anything else out there, it's that feature that this is an audio experience that will broaden your horizons. It will uh, enable you to uh, catch glimpses of what's going on from around the world, literally. Because I mean, if you're in Canada, United States, the UK, Europe, parts of Europe, or even here in China. This you're, you're catching glimpses from all over, and a little bit of bonus material every now and then, right? I wish I could make it a little bit more uh, standard, but uh, if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that I do these month-long challenges, and uh, I'm basically, oh, I'm starting again. <laughs> it's November, right? Okay, so this is a good segue into uh, my next topic about how much content we need, uh, and I know I've already hit the 20-minute mark that I try to... Uh, finished by most times um because honestly after 20 minutes it, i think most people are getting tired <laughs> time for a break let's have some pie and a beer or something like that no no beer it makes you bloated um but with this uh this these month-long channel challenges so what i'm going to be doing this month and i just sat down i, I spent my lunchtime writing up the uh, the first chapter uh NaNoWriMo. so um uh, this is the uh, write your own novel within a month so over the next 31 days or 30 days however many days are in november uh you basically sit down to write a thousand words or you write a chapter or whatever it is you pick a word target and you write throughout the month of november and by the end of november you have a book at least a rough copy of a book and then you start um editing it as well i know a few editors uh, sorry a new uh, a few writers and I, i'm not sure if anyone's doing that i know some people did inktober which just ended but uh, whether or not anyone's doing NaNoWriMo, I'm not t- entirely sure. But I mentioned this before, that the idea this year that I would try to do, uh, was I was going to take the Art of War, Sun Tzu's Art of War, and then map it, or rather map language teaching or language learning to the Art of War. I haven't decided which way I really want to take it. So in, in this um, re- writing this first chapter today, uh, it was kind of like, I'll, I'll just put down it all. I put it all down, both from the student perspective and the teacher perspective, and then we'll see which one sort of becomes more of a consistent theme throughout, and then just go back and uh, revise a little bit of it as well. So, but that's the goal is that I'm looking at the, creating the art of learning a language, something something along those lines. And I'm sure someone's done this before. Uh, this is probably nothing new. Uh, th- this is mainly an exercise for me uh, to write a book within a month. This is uh, an exercise for me to regurgitate as much as I know about the things I've learned about learning languages and like what I'm learning as a um, you know a glorified English teacher basically. And by glorified English teacher, I mean like I'm doing this Delta, which is a certificate based a diploma. It's a diploma. It's not a certificate. It's a diploma. Uh, but uh, putting all this knowledge down and hopefully someone else can find uh, some use for it as well. Will I sell it? Probably. You know why? Because those lunch times added up, plus the revi- revisions and the design work, honestly, it's all time. It's all time that, yes, I could be, what else would I be doing? I know, but honestly, you could buy me a cup of coffee and we could go through the same material. 
that will be the idea, is that by buying the book, it will be buying me a cup of coffee. Well, Steve, why don't you just have a donation button? Because no one will use it. Okay, <laughs> No one will use the donation button. So most likely, uh, once, this, uh, once this month is over, package this book, revise it a little bit, uh, and then uh, put it up onto all the uh, necessary channels for people to actually access. Okay, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing well, keeping safe and healthy out there, uh, getting your runs in, eating your broccoli and your vegetables and others, and making sure you are staying creative because if you're not being creative, what else are you doing with your time? You know, have a good, a good day is when you have a creative thought, right? And you do something productive, right? I don't know. Feel free to disagree. Thanks for listening, folks. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevenstrzewski.com. We'll do this again. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.